Hey everyone, get ready because in just a couple of weeks, Modern Manhood is returning to your podcast feeds with our next season. This time around, we're diving deep into the intricate relationship between technology and gender. It's a complex web that's both daunting and utterly captivating. But wait, before we kick that off, there's a football pun in there somewhere. Uh, I got a little teaser for you. Uh, A while back, I had the pleasure of joining our partner podcast, the Masculinity Podcast with a K, to discuss my journey into reporting everything masculinity and tech. And actually, I have one of our hosts and creators of masculinity here with us, Samantha Nsezi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi. Yeah, thank you for being here. And um, and just to provide a little bit of context here, Samantha and her co-host, Ramoy, brought a whole new vibe to their podcast back in October. And I actually had the honor of being their first guest for the relaunch. I'm very honored to be that. Uh, you two have a fun new format. And uh, sometimes it's at the expense of Ramoy. And I was part of that as well, too. It reminds charming ignorance. Um, yeah, tell me more about that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're definitely not stopping that. Um, Ramoy will continue to be made fun of during Beneath the Mask and all other things masculinity. <laughs> Love you, Ramoy. <laughs> but yes, we've stepped our game up with multiple episodes dropping each month. So that'll hopefully inject a new perspective, a fresh perspective into the gender conversation. We've revamped the format. In the first half of our episodes, where we delve into intriguing stories with our guests, revealing Ramoy's social media ignorance along the way. You'll definitely hear it in this episode. We mix things up by discussing news stories, historical moments, or even playing some trivia. So it's all part of our mission to unravel how the socialization of masculinity is deeply woven into the fabric of our society. And after that, we take the conversation to the next level with a one-on-one interview, digging even deeper into the subject matter with our guests. And we've come up with a nice blend that keeps things interesting and insightful. And I think folks will really be able to hear it in this episode. Yeah, and it's and it's really cool to hear uh, both of you step up um, and kind of try something new, try something fresh and I mean, the episodes have been awesome and amazing. So um, I really, really recommend uh, everyone to to subscribe to. And, and I think you're, you're going to tell us how to do this, but also just just go back into the in, in, into the archives and just listen to the older ones. So, so where can people find Masculinity with a K? Yeah, thank you for the kind words, by the way. Um, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. So you can go ahead and subscribe now. That's going to be Masculinity Pod, spelt with a K. We also have additional resources that you can find at masculinitypod.com. And I co-host a bi-weekly show called Beneath the Mask, as I was mentioning, uh, which you've also joined me for, Herman. So yes. shout out to you for that. And that is... <laughs> Yeah, that was really fun. So that was on um, Instagram Live. So folks can come and watch those at Masculinity Pod. Again, spell with a K. Yeah. So, I mean, so excited to to be the first guest on your first episode. So, yeah. And this is something that I want to do in, in Modern Manhood is to kind of drop this episode. So you can, that way you can um, listen to what masculinity is all about and uh, and see if you like it. I really hope that you like it. I think it's just a great episode. And well, I think we should just get into it. No, I agree. And I think it'll be really fun to have this topper and like to listen to the new season of Modern Manhood. So I'm excited. Yeah. So anyway, so here's the Masculinity Podcast episode titled The Masculinity Tech Influencer Pipeline. And I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks with a new season 
of Modern Manhood titled Man vs. Machine. So excited. It's your boy, Ramoy George Phillips, the first. And it is Samantha Zessi. And this is Masculinity. The show that investigates the performance of masculinity. You know we spell it with that hard K. And we're back, baby. We're back. We made it. Oh, my good God. It is so damn good to hear your voice again. It has been a while, hasn't it? I'm glad. I'm glad. It's good to hear your voice, too, man. You sound real you sound real smooth on the waves, too. You sound real smooth on the waves, I got to say. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for you to say these things. Um, <laughs> but after this long, uh, what do you want to talk about today, Samantha? Dude, like, I... I feel like I'm really missing traveling in my life. Like, I never really picked it back up after COVID. <laughs> um, can we cut you off right there, please? Oh, please? oh, thanks. Cool, cool, Ramoy. How long have we been doing this? You're really going to cut me off like that? Wow. <laughs> wow. Stealing my line. Stealing my wow. <laughs> I know. Um, better behavior is on the way. Uh, but today, we do have an amazing guest with us, Herman Vajegas. Hello. Herman, quick pop quiz. What are we talking about on the show? Uh, Me, I think. <laughs> Andrew Tate. Girl bath. Boy math. I think you nailed it. Figuring that stuff out. Uh, <laughs> bonus question. Why are you on the show today? Ah, well, I'm here to promote my, the new season of Modern Manhood. That should be coming up soon. Very interesting conversation. All right. We'll see if Herman makes do on his promise. That's after the break. Curious about next-gen men? We're a small part of a much larger movement to undefine masculinity for a brighter future. Our mission is clear. Empower the next generation to use their curiosity, empathy, and courage to build a more equitable world. Join the next-gen men community as we learn and unlearn together. We're here to support boys and men to break free from limiting stereotypes. We're not just an organization. We're a catalyst for reimagining masculinity and fostering inclusivity. We're here to help open up possibilities for what men and boys can be. Explore the world of next-gen men at nextgenmen.ca and join the community to make a difference. Next-gen men, shaping tomorrow's leaders one step at a time. Join us and help undefine masculinity and empower the next generation of men to lead with empathy and courage. Welcome back. So me and Samantha here, uh, we've been away for a few years. Um, You've been what, like taking over the world of copy editing, I think, and uh, you left me and moved to Oakland. You know, this is just like a man to speak for me. You know what I mean? Go ahead and mansplain my life back to me and our listeners. Thanks, Uh, Ramon. It's very sweet of you. I know. (laughs) I swear more modeling or good modeling of good behavior will come to you soon. Well, I want soap. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Well, let me try this out. So you, Ramoy, uh, you've been reporting for some podcasts. You've been working in the political sphere and also directing some films, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're um, you're forgetting one very, very large thing that I'm excited about. Oh, OK. What's that? In all of these last few years, in the almost thousands of 
thousand, I can't do math, of days that we have not done this podcast, <laughs> I, Remore George Philip I, have took myself out the news cycle. Oh, right. That's right. Beep, 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 beep. Hey, good for you, man. Must be nice. I mean, being able to just like extract yourself from the social somehow. Um, and you like get away with it. You know, you get away with not using any of the apps, which is like, how, how do you do that? So I guess you're not into Wordle like everybody else. <laughs> I honestly don't know what that is. Um, but let's just say being this level of blissfully ignorant is the best game of mm -hmm, all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sure that's real nice, real fun. Um, good for you, Ramoy. Uh, well, I guess this is a great excuse to get back together because I think what we're going to do is each week I'll report some recent news, tell you what you've been missing, and how it's affecting how we should think around gender. We'll make it a discussion, looking at how it's all connected to this performance of this hard K masculinity. Yeah. How's that sound, Ramoy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, that's interesting. Do you want gender equity or not? Cool, we're doing it. Thanks. And we've partnered up with Next Gen Men, which is the nonprofit working towards a future where boys and men feel less pain and cause less harm. Actually, we have an NGM board member with us today. He's also a producer, hosts the Modern Manhood podcast, Herman Vajegas. Tell us more about your work with NGM. Hello, hello. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, work with them, with Next Gen Men. I've been part of the board of board of governors over there, so um, very honored to be a part of that and been doing it since 2020. And also, yeah, I host the Modern Manhood podcast, so been doing that since 2015. Well, Herman, you uh, interested in joining us in this masculinity iteration and in my education back into the news cycle? Of course, I am. Of course, I am. Well, we'll also have a longer conversation with you after. Cool. Obviously, thanks. Let's get into it. Well, okay, first news story. So Ramoy, over the last few years, is a guy who's become a big name in the whole hypermasculine world. I'm wondering, have you heard of Andrew Tate? Yeah, I, I still have no clue who that is. And actually, it's Herman is the reason we're talking, Mr. Tate, today. Herman, you want to tell that story? You know, Ramoy helps us out with with scripting out in, in the podcast world here in Next Gen Men. And I was talking to Ramoy about the season that I want to do around tech and around influencers, around masculinity. And I was like, you know, just like I just I was like, you know, like Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate, you know what I'm talking about? And Ramoy's like, who's Andrew Tate? <laughs> <laughs> And I gasped. I was like, what? How do you not know? <laughs> yeah. And this was this year, 2023. This Just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. No yeah. clue who that is. <laughs> Sorry. Ignorance is dope. What do you want yeah. from me? I know. I'm jealous. Well, you two, I actually got a clip of Mr. Tate. I want to play for you. Ramo, are you ready? Because you kind of got to get ready for this one. I don't. I don't even know what to expect. I don't I don't really know what Andrew Tate means, but fine, go for it. Okay, well, get ready, because here he is talking with Pierce Morgan, another favorite, about a year ago. I believe the woman is given to the man. I believe she's given away by the father. I believe she belongs to the man. So you she do, belongs to so the fundamentally, man. All right, so fundamentally, you do believe that a woman becomes a man's property at I marriage. believe she belongs to the man in marriage, correct? Yep, he did say that. And here's one more clip from Mr. Tate, this time from TikTok. I will not have nerds as children. I refuse to have a nerd carry the lame tape. If my son is a nerd, one of us has to die, him or me, and I'll challenge him to mortal combat. Wow. Um, we're still saying women as property in uh, uh, it's 2023, but that was in just 2022, just last year. I 
it's kind of incomprehensible and fathomable are words that come to mind. Um, speaking of words, um, is he British or South Australian African? Like, I just, <laughs> I don't really know where he's from. Herman, help me. If I'm not mistaken, he came from England. He was, I think he was born in England. He moved, I think he moved to the US to start a porn company. And then through that, it started trafficking women. And now it's hiding out in Romania. All right. My question to you is, what do you think his relationship with his father was? Oh, that's very interesting. Was his father like some sort of like ex-military tyrant or something? I have no idea. No, he's not. It is really interesting. He was a former chess champion. And he, I think, put it onto Andrew Tate to be kind of this supposed winner. And he actually, Andrew Tate actually did as a young person, um, was into chess a lot. Uh, and then he was good, but not great. And so he started doing another thing, but it was like this, there was this interesting idea that he put on himself to be some sort of famous person. So his main turn to fame before this was being a contestant on uh, the UK version of Brick Brother. In his uh, season, he was very much like the braggadocious, like very using a lot of um, weird turns of phrases to kind of get a reaction out of people. So just being the, the very kind of typical like, reality star that you kind of hear during this time, uh, 2010s. Um, it's very interesting that his dad um, was a kind of hyper-masculine person, but in a non-traditional way if that makes sense. Okay, this is interesting going to like the lens of like the hard K performance of masculinity. Like so many individuals within the public sphere who model this kind of hyper-masculine, toxic masculinity are almost like on the nose performing something. Like this is all performance. All like, performance, right? yeah. And so how do we... And that, the thing that's so worrisome about this is like the modeling that happens for kids and young individuals or just men in general. How do we like get people in front of people's eyes and ears? Like a lot of this is just performance, like the most ultimate performance of a persona and not what it means to be a man. I love that you said the, the idea of performance because I think that Andrew Tate is performance. Like he is a sense of performance with a capital P that is his persona in general. Like I don't, anytime I see either a clip of Andrew Tate or anytime I think of here, anything about Andrew Tate or read anything about Andrew Tate that I think that he's just now living this performance to the maximum degree. And it's hard because he was such a social influencer during this time after his stint in Big Brothers and reality show, and then he became like an MMA fighter, that he was this persona that is just hyper-masculine performance. That's all it was. But he was very influential to a young generation where their idea of identity is just starting out, right? And so like this is very harmful for a lot of people who are just trying to figure out who they are as a person, you know? Yeah, that's this guy's a interesting character. I'm glad I know very little about him, and I will continue. <laughs> that's why I said I was jealous. I will I'm continue, glad for you. He's awful. Yeah. I will continue to know as little as I can about this individual, 
and we'll just transition to a little bit of a lighter story. Maybe not the lightest story, but a little bit in a different direction. Samantha, hit us with the next one. I'm very excited about this, actually. So pop quiz, guys. I'm going to test your your math skills. Or as the British would say, the maths. 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 With an F. With an F. (laughs) F like Frank, guys. F like Frank. Okay. So eight months ago, someone, let's call them Sky, bought a plane ticket to Miami for $250. Then they spent an additional $500 on their hotel. In total, how much did they spend for for the hotel and their flight? $750. It sounds like a trick question. Wrong. It was free. <laughs> According to girl math. Okay. So, Please, okay. Tell me the math. So, you have guys, okay, it's work? like the best thing ever. So, basically, like girl math is like a spin off trend, right? Of like, I don't know if you guys have heard of like girl dinner, where like women are just posting about like their dinners being ridiculous, like non nutritional, like popcorn and wine, frozen dessert with like pop tarts and like whatever. People then took this trend and started talking about girl maths, where it's essentially like women making fun of themselves for using like delusional reasoning to justify treating themselves to things they shouldn't buy. So, an example of girl math is if I don't spend enough to get free shipping, I'm losing money, which I have personally experienced. Another example of girl math (laughs) is when you have money left from your previous month's pay and you get paid again, that money is extra and can be spent on whatever you want and you're not losing out. These are examples from our lovely friends on Twitter. (laughs) Essentially, having heard these, right, I think you guys get the gist, a little bit of girl math. What would you potentially call boy math? Hmm. Boy math, I would say, is, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that's just like very specific to boys. And I'm just like, oh, actually, like like spending this much time on fantasy football is actually good because <laughs> yes. because you're kind of spending time with your homies and also also you know spending time trying to figure out you know who the best wide receiver is and just not, not like being able to just name a bunch of people off that's actually good too because it's it's good bonding experience and you don't have to deal with your inner problems it's actually good mental health I think that's what boy math is. What do you think for Moy? I, I pass. You pass. Have a Canadian said football? Great. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have said hockey instead. And like, uh, like, you know, when you know your right wingers versus your left wingers. No idea what Moy, he's talking you know about. That? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, okay, so let me give you a couple of examples of boy like of boy maths, right? So basically guys jumped this, like jumped on this trend and oh wait. Just kidding. There were no boy math examples. So men jumped on this trend that like women were having a really good time with. And so they started chiming in, not with their own versions of boy math, but their own versions of girl math. So here are some examples. Girl math is having three kids, getting fat, and then trying to give me a chance. Girl math math is spending $6,000 a year in makeup and still looking like Don Cheadle. Girl math is having 30 bodies, but she, saying she only has four because those are the guys she loved. I'm, I bet you guys are wondering why I wanted to share this and how this relates to, you know, the performance of masculinity. And really for me, like I, this trend happened online. You know, women were having a really good time. 
you know, just like talking about how delusional they were with their spending habits or whatever, which was like, hee hee ha ha. And then, you know, what I would have loved to see would have been for these men to have so developed their own camaraderie around boy math, being silly with one another, sharing their stories. And instead, the choices they chose to chime in on girl math, not to like be like hee hee ha ha, but to attack women. So I wonder what you think, how you think this applies to the performance of masculinity in general, when it comes to men and women in communication in different spaces. I mean, I think it's like, I think it's what you pointed to already, Samantha, in the sense that like, for whatever reason, there's become a, a kind of code in kind of masculine, the performance thereof, of like undermining women and or instead of like accessing relational care and love and support and even like friendliness between a young adults and adult males, like there is this antagonism, this frustration, this anger that kind of manifests in weird ways, like in this particular instance. And, you know, in a roundabout way, you know, we don't get to have fun or we aren't allowed to play in this like cute, fun loving way. So let me undermine other folks who are. And it's a way for me to find joy, even though it's a, it's a mode of like hurting others. And it's like this this kind of like lack of opportunity and space to play and be cute and share in something special that it would seem like, especially Western adult masculinity, doesn't provide men or male identifying folks in one way, shape or form. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that a sense of like, <clears throat> I mean, and just to be blunt about it, there's a lot of guys who hate women and they just want to take it as an excuse to be like, yeah, this is the time for me to dunk on people. Like, this is just, <laughs> I'm going to use this opportunity to spout my hatred of women. But just like, I'm just thinking about like, okay, so what are some ways in which guys, I, I mean, online, I mean, because this, this is a very online trend, how they play with each other. And I'm just thinking about that sports example. I remember uh, a tweet that was like, oh, guys will just sit around and for hours and just be naming dudes and just have the best time. Just be naming sports guys and just have like the absolute best time. And I was like, yeah, that's 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 actually true. <laughs> it happens all the time. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's a very inner like cultural guy thing. And it's it is not like we're not blatant. We're not putting people down about it. But yeah, you're right. This is a, kind of a lack of play. I agree. Can I ask a question here? Is there like, is there a solution for this? Like this negative action by men? Well, um, one thing that I was actually going to say is we've been talking a lot about like masculinity and freedom and liberation for men on this podcast and on your podcast as well, Herman. And I think that one thing that is lost on a lot of people, men, women, everyone in between included, is that in order for men to really be able to embody that healthful masculinity that they're seeking in some ways, right? They're going to have to, to essentially adapt their relationship to the way that they, to, to the way that they hear women, right? The way that they listen to women talk about their lives, the way that they listen, talk, to women talk about their bodies and the way that they listen to women's jokes, right? Because in a lot of ways, people, like there was like a lot of mansplaining in the girl math or whatever. And it's like, we are joking. <laughs> We're joking. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> okay. So it's like really having like the self-awareness, but it's also like divorcing yourself from these notions. But it really starts with just being able to listen and to relate to women and have compassion with women for, for women as if they are human because we are, right? Rather than this like weird subordinate category. Because I think like 
people think that's all about like women and women being treated better, but it's really a way for men to understand themselves better because women are more allowed to be upfront and honest about their emotions and men can learn from that. And that's something that they're never willing to do because the worst that you can be is gay or a woman or whatever, if you're a cishet dude. And it's, and it's like learning to be able to relate to those experiences by women and just listen and just take the info, I think is a good place to start. It's actually interesting because like we've talked about Andrew Tate. I guess he's a fucking influence. I don't know. He's an influencer of some sorts. We've been talking about conversations in the tech space. And it actually it dives deeper into like Herman's curiosities around modern manhood and what he's circling for his next season. Stay tuned. Calling all bookworms and change makers, get ready to dive into Book Club. That's B O O K beyond our own knowledge for those that don't know. Explore a world of captivating reads that explore diversity, foster empathy, and spark personal and professional growth. Join a vibrant community of readers with over 650 male leaders to date, engage in thought-provoking discussions, and expand your horizons. It's not just a book club, it's a journey towards a more inclusive future. Visit bookclubformen.com today and start your reading adventure with purpose. Book Club, where pages turn to progress and readership to leadership. Join the club and let's read for change. Welcome back. I just got done being educated by Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. You're welcome. As well as our guest today, Herman Vajegas. You're always welcome. Uh, Herman here is on the board of our presenting sponsor, Next Gen Men. He also hosts a pod called Modern Manhood. Herman, you have a new season that's currently in production, yeah? Yep, I sure do. Yeah, it's been uh, rattling in my head for about a year now. So yeah, for sure. Well, what's the story or stories that have been pinging around? The main thing that I have in my head is how men are educated about being a man online. You know, I spent a lot of the time thinking about the history of the modern masculinity movements. That was our last season. Uh, so I spent a lot of time thinking in the back from our history. Now I spent a lot of time thinking about the present and the future. And what does that look like? And there's, in the question of Andrew Tate, there was a lot of discourse, which <laughs> Ramoy, you were not part of, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but there was a lot of discourse around how, you know, what is the solution to somebody like Andrew Tate? What are the people that are behind the proliferation of how Andrew Tate rose up to being an influencer? And I was very curious about that. And just like the thought of like how we can combat this, not only offline, but online as well. There was a lot of questions about like, can there be a progressive Andrew Tate? And so I wanted to investigate that a little bit more, you know? Well, I, I don't know, but since I am that offline Luddite, I'm going to excuse myself and let you two talk more about this, the season, and the topics you're covering. I'll see you guys later. 
Um, okay, Herman. So we started our news beat talking about Andrew Tate. And when I hear about your next season, I can't help but think about it as an exploration in influence, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've been toying around with different like titles of the season. I have two titles that are playing around in my head. One of them is, is Can We Influence the Revolution? And the other one was just simply Man versus Machine. And how how do men get their get their information online? How do people think about how to be a man using online and social media spaces and how do actually progressive and uh, reactionary movements proliferate online? So yeah, that's it. Andrew Tate was like the inspiration of it, just or not even just so much the inspiration. It was the conversation around Andrew Tate was the, the inspiration of it. And just again, that question that always kept popping up is just like, can there be a leftist Andrew Tate? Can there be a leftist Andrew Tate? My initial response was just like, I don't think so. That doesn't make sense through through what we know of as a progressive or leftist movement. But I also wasn't totally, I didn't know the reason why. You know what I mean? I was just like, first top of my head was just like, no, but also I, I don't know why, but I, I know that this just won't work. So I wanted to investigate that a little further as to why this may not work or maybe just having my open mind clear and being like, well, maybe this will work, <laughs> but I need to talk to people about it. So that's, that's where my head was at with this, you know? I'm so curious. In that vein, I wonder, what do you think it is about men feeling this need to have influence? You know, like I'm thinking in the business world, religious leaders, like politicians, like we just said, it just seems like a, a vast majority of men or male-identifying people um, are prone to feeling this way. And so I just wonder where you think that comes from. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that's <laughs> if I were to talk to like a mythopoet or somebody who is like a spiritualist or something like that, they would say that, well, we're missing fathers. We're missing this 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 missing father syndrome that has been talked about a lot in the 70s and talked a lot about in the 80s and 90s about how this this idea that the father figure has been left through society. I think that there's some truth to that for sure. And I think that there's also a sense of that guys want to feel like they are kind of an expert in something. So they want to learn more. So they want to be able to, it's not so much learn to just to increase their knowledge or just to keep their knowledge at bay, but it's just being like, can I be influenced so I can be an influencer? And I see this a lot with a lot of like the, the male communities around. It's just, it's not so much that they're taking in knowledge, that their goal now is to spread the knowledge and to be at the front fork, at the front of that knowledge as well. Like you're talking about, you know, leadership a little bit, but you're also talking about like trauma, right? Like the trauma of not having somebody in your life play that role then leads you to seek that out in other places and potentially to embody that yourself so that you can be that for the next person or you can be that for yourself. Or you can be that so that you're not like either as like a way to add to the community or as a way to avoid being this person who left you, right? So it's like right. all inside right. of like the realm of compensation versus like there's a message that I have to communicate. And like that really is what matters to me. It's more about having the following, right? And having like your ego be propped yes. up by the people that you influence. 100%. In terms of like a legacy being passed down from generation, to generation of like a man needs to lead, 
right? Like, first of all, I'm not saying that that's not something that will happen also in liberal circles because we both know that it does, right? 100%. Yeah, but what could be some of the issues that that could create, right? If you're focused more on like the persona and being the leader than the cause you're a leading for. Yeah, and I think it's just like the... Like the the always this fight about how to be communal versus how to be independent and how to, and like what does it mean to be a part of a movement instead of saying being the leader of a movement? It takes a lot of vulnerability to say like I won't I won't know everything, and it's like we see that in circles. We see that in uh, many different places where where you can see the people who want to be leaders, but you're like you're not equipped to be a leader, and it's okay to just like not be a leader. <laughs> it is okay not to do that. It is okay to be a follower, but it's just a follower. The That motif is just so um, taboo in our life that it's just like, you cannot be a follower. You have to lead your own group. I don't know. I, I think that the leadership mentality is is questionable. And I think a lot of, and so people are questioning that, that sense, you know? I mean, my, one of my big, the biggest gripes that I have with the way that we understand leadership is that we understand leadership as inherently masculine. Now, obviously I have huge problems with that being a woman and having worked with like women leaders and having, you know, in some cases like led some things myself or whatever. And especially the results also from like leadership in business, right? Like we know that women's leadership actually does make a difference in the bottom line for businesses like it's definitely very effective i definitely see this like kind of mode being bequeathed and now we're kind of on the cusp i mean i don't really know if on the cusp i feel like we're really like way past we're like firmly in it at this point we're like we're, we're deep chest yeah in. <laughs> we're like we have like five minutes left in the second quarter of like tech taking over our lives yes so you know what i mean so it's like we're we're in it so you know now we're here the age of big tech you know which like maybe good maybe bad where it might implode where it might be great you know so like how does that then dovetail with influence like this whole kind of like notion of masculinity impacting leadership yeah like i didn't want to talk about it in my season just about influencers and just about leaders and and role models i know that those questions about like to me when i was talking about this through other people they're like oh what about this idea of role models but i'm just like no but tech has such a big parameter influence through this and i just think about this idea of the that tech is going to save us is flawed like this this technocratic movement, the way that we think about how we're going to solve everything, every problem is through this technocratic motion. I Again, something I wanted to investigate, you know, I'm inviting a couple people on the show that just, that's all they think about is tech. It's how do they think about the social media? How do you think about these technocrats? Like, you know, the Elon Musk of the world, but even just the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Jeff Bezos. And one of the things that I, I also wanted to investigate was the thing about AI. I'm just like, how is AI going to affect the way that we think about identity and how we think about masculinity? Yeah, you know, and on that topic, okay, so we're talking about voices being amplified. One of the things that's been interesting me a lot about artificial intelligence is there's a lot of research around, like, bias. At the end of the day, when we're talking about technology and how it, like, learns and builds and, like, you know, proliferates into, like, all these different models and whatever, it's important to remember that it's only going to be able to be like a super brain version of the humans that created it, right? So like if there's bias in the humans, there's going to be bias in the technology. And so I work, you know, in tech out here, you know, in the South Bay. And it's like, 
there's like been a lot of studies from like MIT researchers. There's a documentary with, you know, facial recognition with AI, like basically not recognizing mm-hmm. black people, mm-hmm. not recognizing like, like certain POC women, you know. So, and how that's impacting like college admissions, how that's impacting the way that like real estate for the different like businesses that are using these things. You know, as we're talking about like influence and people's voices being amplified, it's important to realize that like, even if it is a technology doing it, it's a robot doing it, nothing about it is objective. And like, we have to keep our eyes open. And those models are going to be changing at all times. And and you're right, like people are behind those models. And like, even something like ChatGPT, which is probably the most popular AI model, that's, it's connected to the internet. And the internet is powered by us, right? And we're, we as a society power that, that internet. So I mean, it's, it is a mirror to us. And so because we live in a patriarchal white supremacist world, that model will be patriarchal white supremacist. That's it's not an unbiased model because we are not unbiased. So that stuff sometimes gets gets missed in the in the conversation around what how to use tech. Um, but I do think that there's people who are who are talking about it a lot and Again, this is something I, I, I'm very, very curious of investigating. I'm talking to, you know, uh, influencers themselves. And, um, I'm also talking to a couple of political strategists here in Canada and just asking questions about how tech has changed their their lives as well and how that has has influenced policies. And, and you can see that clearly in, in things in the U.S. specifically. So, yeah, I, I'm, this is a more f- forward looking season but i'm excited to do it because i do love tech stuff and i think it's it's to me it's really interesting you know yeah i mean to be honest i'm really excited about it like i'm ready to listen to it right now is it ready what are we doing (laughs) it's not ready yet it's not ready yet it's not ready yet i i am i'm in the midst of it i hopefully i you know i hope i can get it done before the year ends and hopefully by the start of the year i can have some some episodes out for you but you know, this is this will be a good little teaser for for people when they listen to Modern Manhood. Uh, that that stuff is happening. It's not it's not in it's not hiatus. Uh, but in the meantime, like go listen to the history of masculinity. I mean, like you were there. You were yeah. on a lot of, like two of those episodes. Yeah. So you, and there's some some of my favorite stuff that I've done. So I I really yeah go listen to those episodes. I think they're great yes too. please and listen to all seasons of modern manhood to be honest because you know you've talked about some really poignant things and it's a really nice kind of arc over the years of all of the different studies on masculine that you've done so very very highly recommended thank you so much for being here this was awesome thank you all right guys well that's the episode for today so Ramoy, how does it feel you know i ain't mad at it all right cool 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 okay but i gotta know like these past three years, what have you been up to exactly? Like you've got, you know, the political podcast filmmaking. What else have you been doing? Well, actually, I am uh, thrilled you asked because I do have huge news. Okay. What is it? I, Ramoy George Philip the first, who references himself in third person, <laughs> became a W, meaning women's NBA fan. And our New York Liberty actually, are in the finals Actually, right I got to cut you off, do? unfortunately. It's my turn to cut you off. Now, as much as I want to hear about it, you know, shout out to wow. WNBA. Shout out to New York. Uh, but we got to end the show. So if you love what you heard today and you want to learn more about the work that we're doing, please check out nextgenmen.ca or masculinitypod.com. Again, masculinity is always be going to be spelled with a K. Also check us out on all the socials. It's going to be masculinitypod everywhere you like to doom scroll. We have some fun ways that we'll be interacting with you out there. 
And yeah, can't wait to see you guys. Um, I actually won't see you out there, or will I? Oh, snap. Is it a return of the Mac on the socials? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe Twitter, here I come, baby. Oh, uh, it's not Twitter anymore. I got a little to catch you up on. Uh... <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, let's change. But you know what? We're going to catch you up on next week's show. So, everybody, let's welcome Ramoy back. I'm Samantha <laughs> Zessi. It's your boy, Ramoy George Phillip, the first. And this has been Masculinity Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. Ciao.